somebody, a rapper named Chris Yo. James. Yo. He said he was out. And I was trying to... Yo. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. All right, good. I can hear you now. All right, yo. So let's go. Let's get it. Uh, episode 25. This is Mark Quay. You want to say the, the greeting? Yes. Uh, welcome to the Divine Council Podcast. This is episode 25. This is your boy, Mark Quay. And I like to say, as above, so below. As within, so without. And this is Stefan. And yeah, it's uh it's it's been a week, man. It's been a week, dude. I'm <laughs> I've been seeing the craziest stuff like right now. Like I'm literally looking at this live stream. This dude, this uh this up and coming rapper, I guess, like he's with um with Lil Dirk's crew. These dudes <laughs> they put a video out of him forcing this dude to eat this girl's ass. <laughs> they, they cut his hair, bro. Like he had uh locks. His locks were long. They literally made the girl cut his hair. Like cut each of his locks. Like what the hell? I'm over here rolling, bro. I was like, bro. <laughs> He's like, hey, just just take it easy, bro. Just take it easy. I'm like, bro, what the heck? <laughs> and this dude on YouTube is live streaming talking about it. And Man. it's like over a hundred uh, it was over a hundred people in here just Talk, I'm like, I don't even know how this, the algorithm sent this shit to me, but I, I just clicked on it. I'm like, bro, I've been seeing the craziest shit. Like, I just seen, like, uh, today or yesterday, this woman got shot, and she was, like, smiling. Like, it was on Twitter. Like, somebody, like, shot her in the street, and then the, her, her, her friend was live streaming it. And she went up to her, and she was on the ground. She got shot in, like, the thigh, and she was holding her thigh. And she was smiling. She's like, I'm good. You know, God got me. I was what like, what the hell? hell? And, then the, and then the girl that was recording is like, all right, I'm about to get off live. I'm like, bro. <laughs> I'm like, bro, what in the fuck? I'm like, bro, like the craziest shit, dude, is on like social media, bro. Just a lot of fuckery just been going it's, on. It, it's like it was. It's another level of that shit. Like out of nowhere. <laughs> Bro, I was just here rolling, dude. I'm like, what in the world, bro? Like, this this video, man, this dude got... I'm like, bro, that's like... But, man, uh, how was your week? Mine, yeah, mine's been... It's been all right, you know? I got I had Monday off, watched the championship, and, you know... Yeah, uh, dude, like, hey, LSU, bro, like, I didn't watch the game. I, I just saw highlights of it. It's like, man, that that dude Joe Burrow is just like crazy. But the thing is, is like he has so much NFL caliber talent around him. Like Thaddeus Moss, Randy Randy Moss's son. He he just declared for the draft. What's that dude? Uh, number two, I think Justin Jefferson. That dude good as shit. Like he was like he was snagging like passes. That team, like here's the thing, like that team was so dominant, like. I mean, that team was so dominant. I don't even know how to even put words to it. The fact that Joe Burrow had over 500 yards, and uh, I think he had five, over 500 yards and six touchdowns, no turnovers against one of the most dominant defense defenses I've I've ever seen. You know, just uh, just as a uh, as a program. Yeah, I, I don't know it. From start to finish, Joe Burrow just played amazing. He had 64 touchdowns, 
and over um six thousand yards. That's I mean, insane. These are like hot. These, and these he was throwing numbers, dude. He was like his his accuracy on like his his deep passes were inc- was incredible. Like I mean, he just made it look easy. I'm like, bro, like this dude looks like a like he looks like he didn't need to be in uh college this long. Like he looked like he yeah. could have went to the pros maybe after like one year. Like, cause his, his passes were just like on target. Like every time I saw it, like but, all and throughout the highlights. Here's the thing though. Like he, everybody, anybody that watched college football remembers like he played last year and he was not that good. Like he was, he was, I mean, I'm not going to say he was trash. He was an SEC quarterback, but he was not, he was on pace to be mediocre this year. So yeah. if one thing that, that this LSU team or that Joe Burrow is going to be remembered as is I don't think we've ever seen a player, you know, you've heard, we, we've talked about this before, about how players progress. And, you know, we usually come to a consensus, you know, when we see players pro, player progression, Kawhi Leonard, you know, is usually one of the nastiest progressions that we've seen a player have, like Giannis, you know, these type of players yeah. when it comes to just, you know, adding on to the to the talent of, of your career in the sport. But Joe Burrow, after this year with LSU, he's going to always be remembered as, you know, hard work really can pay off. I was looking at this high school highlight. He was a two-star recruit coming out of high school. He oh, damn. That's, that's crazy. He went from a two-star recruit to, you know, he played at Ohio State for, like, you know, many years. He didn't transfer until last year, to um, I think twenty eighteen. So like, he said that he was at Ohio State. He sat behind like uh, Dwayne. I'm getting Haskins. a lot of like. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I'm I'm like getting like a lot of echo when you're when you're uh, talking. I just got the phone sitting there. I'm not sure why. Oh. It sounds better right now, like when you just uh, spoke. It's, it sounds better right now. Yeah. All right. But he stepped behind like all all this NFL NFL talent at quarterback. You know, like Dwayne Haskins. You know, high high level college quarterbacks. Um, Haskins and um, JT Baird, those type of quarterbacks. Yeah. And he wasn't going to really get his time to play, and he just hasn't really looked. That good until like out of nowhere. This year, he just looked so much better. He worked on his mechanics, worked on his decision making, and like he said, the one thing that impresses me the most, his deep ball accuracy. I don't. I've really yeah. never seen this deep. His deep ball accuracy is. I mean, this it. It looks generational. Let's be honest. We're talking about like he doesn't have an arm like a Patrick Mahomes, but it's like he can he can put that ball. He can place the ball like anywhere. Any like. anywhere. He can place that ball to so perfectly that it doesn't matter. Cause here's the thing, like when you look at the deep when you look at how Clemson defended them, that's that's how you have you have to defend, you have to man them up. But his product placement of the football was so good. It really didn't matter how good, how well, how well of defense Clemson played. LSU was going to make the play. <laughs> right. It just didn't make any sense. I was, I was sitting there looking at it like, man, like how in the head, like 
his 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 accuracy. It does his accuracy is just so unreal. And it's his deep ball accuracy. Like and I mean this is it's a it's a short ball accuracy, but it's all of it. Right. And I think he I think he'll be all right, you know. I, Yo, let let me ask you this. Um what do you think about the discussion uh between him versus Cam being like the greatest like in terms of college football like quarterback wise like in their eras? Cuz Cam, if you look at Cam's season, I think Cam had like 30 uh passing touchdowns, but he only he had he had an additional 15 rushing touchdowns. And he didn't have this type of talent on his offense. Whereas compared to Burrow, Burrow had more touchdowns. And his, I mean, his team is loaded, you know. So what, what would you uh, say to that? Because I've been seeing people talk about that online. Yeah, I was talking about it earlier in the year. You know, I haven't really given Joe Burrow his, his respect the whole, like, the whole football season. Just because I just didn't really know, like, I didn't know how dominant that the, the team really was, you know, uh, Clemson's been here. They got Trevor Lawrence. We know how, we know he's, you know what he's about. And yeah. the TN, that, that, that most of that team from the championship is back. So, you know, I, my consensus was going with Clemson. That's the easy pick. That's the lazy pick. But with Joe Burrow, he has hella, like this team it's crazy to say this. The team is the most talented team that I think we've seen. I mean, we could probably – I think this team is more talented than the 2011 LSU team that had uh, Landry and Beckham yeah, and all them. Um, oh, yeah, we got – we got. Uh, I wanted to talk about Beckham later, too. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, I think this LSU – this is the mo- one of the most – I want to say this is the most talented team that we've seen Easily since, like, the, the Gators with Tim Tebow. They had Harvin, you know, Brendan Spikes. Yeah. All the NFL talent. But probably even all the way back to um Texas, 05 Texas, with Vince Young. And this is probably the most talented team since then. And I, I'll, I'll, I'll say that, yeah, he has a lot of talent around him. But it's just, <laughs> nah. It, I mean, I think you can go, I think it could go either way, though. Like, because yeah, if yeah. you look at Cam... Cam really didn't have no help. Like, if you we go back and look at that Auburn team, he literally was like their entire offense, damn near. And he took them. It's like it's like the equivalent of when LeBron took the 2007 uh, Cleveland Cavaliers to the finals. It's like he he was he was the the flagship. You if you go back, we don't remember most of those players that was on that team, other than LeBron, maybe. Um, Maybe Larry Hughes for people that remember the Junis Ogalskis, people like that. But yeah. other than that, it's like LeBron carried them to the. But they they ended up they get they got swept. You know they got swept. They didn't win uh, against the Spurs. But Cam he did finish out. He had Gene Chizik as his coach. Like um, it's crazy. Does anybody even remember Gene Chizik like that? Like you know. But then again, you got to look at it on the other side. Is well. Well, Joe Burrow, you could argue his was more impressive. I mean, yes, he had a lot of talent on his team, but he still put up over 60 touchdowns, like, passing. Like, that's, that's, that's I mean, crazy. And here's the thing. Like, so 
I always have said, I always side more so on the Cam Newton side just because of what Cam Newton went through, which with both of these players, they have they have detailed stories that led them to, to, to glory. But I always side on the Cam yeah. Newton side just because Cam Newton won at all levels. He won at yep, all levels. Yeah, Juco. Yeah, and like uh, NCAA, and and you know, de- and Division One. He went even when he got to Carolina. You know, even though hindsight is twenty twenty, well, he went to Carolina, went to the Super Bowl, and you know, I still think I think I think they made him throw that game for Peyton Manning to win it because Carolina was yeah. on another level the whole year. And like, anyway, um, hey, do you let me uh sidetrack real quick? You you think uh they made Lamar throw his game? Oh yeah, we can get to that. They they got enough of the they got enough of the viewers back. Because here's the thing, that game determined who who they would want. That game was going to determine if he's in the script to win to win multiple Super Bowls or not. And I think that I they, think they're going to get I, they're going to give him the MVP for sure. Yeah, they're, they're going to give him the MVP. They're going to give him the MVP. But I think what that what that what that game showed is that they don't have any plans of him winning any uh, multiple multiple Super Bowls. They probably mm. give him one. But really, it's looking like they're they're trying to get it up, uh, trying to get it matched up for like Mahomes and um, Mahomes and Watson and and Rodgers, Wilson and Garoppolo. Yeah, like the player, the the teams that were that are in it now or that were in it this past weekend, even before you know the games. That's the plan. They they have those teams jump. They're gonna they're planning on having them match up against each other for the next decade, I think, but jumble it around. But I think they got the plans of giving Rodgers multiple Super Bowls. It's it's like it's like cutting out, like it keeps cutting in and out like your um your voice. Um I, I can hear you but it keeps like uh it's like distorting uh every other word almost like I'm I, I gotta sit in this at the same spot as usual. I'm, I'm not sure. Let me see. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I got good signal because I'm looking at my um, I got all my bars, uh, Wi-Fi. I don't know. It's like it's just acting weird right now. Yeah, but I'm, I can still hear you. It's just going in and out. Let me see if I turn my phone the other way. I just moved it a little bit, and see, we can see if does it sound any better. Where is that now? Uh, just uh, con- continue with what you were saying. Um, yeah, but I think Cam won at every level. Um, he, yeah, he he made the talent that was he didn't have much talent. He made it better that was around him. But I think the same could be said for Burrow too. But Burrow was just perfect. Mm-hmm. Like if it's a college football season that we can, if it's a football season that we can look at, I feel like on any level to like to, to determine how good a player was, how close to perfection a player you know can be, it was this year's Joe yeah. Burrow. I mean, it was it was like that. It was this year's Joe Burrow. <laughs> so yeah, you can't go wrong either way. I think as time will go on, I think more people. I think I'll probably change my opinion to Joe Burrow, honestly, because I mean I was that impressed. They could have they could have put up fifty points against this Clemson team, who I think 
his I think what's even more exciting about this all is I think this next year college football is going to be even more exciting than this past year. Because we know Joe Burrow's gone, like he's a fifth year senior. Like it's not gonna it's not gonna be it's it's looking like it's not gonna be like an LSU dynasty. And that's usually how it goes for LSU. That's what it's looking like. It's looking like, you know, they're gonna still put in NFL talent. They might win one in a, in, a, in another couple of years. I think they got the right coach. Uh-huh. But we still kind of feel like it's going to be Clemson and Alabama again. And I, I definitely <laughs> – I think Trevor Lawrence got exposed enough to where he's going to be able to work work hard enough to where he's going to come back and he's going to be – we're going to see some shit kind of similar to what we've seen with Joe Burrow this year, and he's going to go to the league. Right. But I think the thing is Clemson, what people understand is Clemson is recruiting at a legendary level. Like, they're recruiting at a legendary level. They're recruiting at, dude, like, I don't think we even seen the, 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 the this is, this is getting to the, to, Clemson's about to peak. I don't think they even peaked yet. If people ain't been paying attention to these recruiting classes, they've been, like, getting, out of like 25, 30 recruits, they might get them all off of the ESPN 300 board every year. Damn. I, I mean, just put it into perspective. ECU, I think, had like one ESPN 300 player, and they were like ranked in the lower 300. Most schools don't even have one. Clemson's getting, I mean, you know, uh, Alabama's is damn near the same way, but. Clemson's like just recruiting at a legendary level. And I think people want to play for Dabo. They like to play in Clemson because it's close to Charlotte and Atlanta. But it's not, you're not in those cities where you're getting distracted all the time. Right. Man, they paying them players good money. Yeah, Odell. They getting paid. Odell was literally handing out stack, like money, like to the I, players when they um after when they won. Uh yeah, it's it's working better now. What it was, I think, is because I was on two G network, so I changed it to the five G network. So we're good now. Okay, okay, cool. But um, yeah, man, uh, yeah, Od- Odell was like, he was handing out money to them on the like the field and shit, and he was um, I know he was like super like faded. He was like messing with the marching band and shit. Like there was somebody recording him like with the the um the the blow horn or whatever and shit. I was like, oh damn. Like he's just wilding. And then the incident happened uh in the locker room with uh it wasn't even a I don't I don't think it was actually a police officer. I think it was a security guard that worked at the stadium was talking with to one of the players. I think he was trying to get him to put out something. I don't know if he had like a cigar or whatever. But he was um he was talking to the player, and Odell was standing behind him, and Odell went up and smacked like the security guard on the ass or whatever, and then he looked at he turned around and looked at Odell, and Odell kind of looked you know a little shook or whatever, and um he said something to Odell and then that was the end of it. So then they they waited, and it's being reported. They literally waited like three days to put out an arrest warrant for him for doing that. The New Orleans mm. police. 
they put out a, uh, an arrest warrant for him on a complaint of simple battery. Um, I'm reading this off of uh, ESPN right now. Uh, punishment in Louisiana can include a fine of no more than a thousand dollars and imprisonment for no more than six months or both. So it's you know it's just a bullshit like uh, charge or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought it. I just thought it was dumb. You know, at first when I looked at the video. I was just like, yeah, he's just doing too much or whatever. You know, people making jokes about him. They're like, yeah, you know, Odell, he got that look in his eyes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he was, he was staring, his, he was staring him down before he did it. But then I was looking at it from another perspective because yeah, the, the players had cigars and it looked like the 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 security guard was about to, you know, about to harass them or whatever. I think Odell distracted the security guard. So he hit him on the ass to like get him to stop messing with them. Yeah, yeah, that's what it, that's what that looked like. That like he was just getting him. He was, but he he like he was he was faded, but he was getting him to uh you know get off the player's back. Yeah, it like he had something in that bottle. That dude, like, he probably was underage, had something in that bottle, and that security guard was getting on him. Yeah, like he had some probably some alcohol or something in the bottle. Cause people got people can't forget most of those players is like nine is like 20, 19, 20, 21. Right. You know, they young, but I think he did do that to uh distract them, but he was still doing too much. Yeah. You know? And you know, the NCAA really don't be playing. Like they really don't play around. Like I don't think that was fake money he was handing out. And even oh no, nah, he was giving out real. Yeah, I could tell. Like Joe Burrow went on a podcast. Last night or two nights ago, and he even said that it was real money, and he mm. was dead ass. He was dead ass. I haven't watched it yet, but he was dead ass. And I was like, "Hmm." They just we just literally just probably we just saw one of the like we just saw one of the most perfect. They went fifteen and zero, which is I mean that's that's just crazy. We yeah. probably saw one of the most perfect fo- football seasons ever, like ever, ever. Period. And then literally, <laughs> not even an hour post game after they just showed complete dominance, they probably will get called for NCAA violation. Off something that's really petty, like this shit is it's so stupid. Book. It's like you know, it's like he, of course, Odell. You know, he was doing too much. He was drunk, but I mean, that's his all. That's his alma mater, like. Yeah, I mean, you can't let like, him say you ain't gonna you you don't want him to celebrate with his fans like his, I mean not his fans but celebrate with his team his former team like it's bullshit it's like you know we can't do anything shit, you know he, in this society there. he's been there like shit, right he's been there and lost so it ain't like shit let let him have fun but still you know he is a professional so he has to like I think he should have had a, a he should have. I mean, I don't give, I don't mark him for how he acted because that's just the way he, that's just, that's the actions he took. Yeah, you know, he could have, he could have been in the, a little bit, a little bit in the middle. You know, he could have been, you know, loose like that, but yeah, a little bit more smarter. Like he shouldn't have touched that security guard. I think that's where, you know, that did kind of cross the line. Like just let that shit go. I know you're distracting them, but you know, like bro, you on camera, like right. <laughs> they had no choice but to do something about this. They not just gonna let this slide. That's the yeah, only thing I didn't black, really agree with. You know, black uh, NFL player, popular. You know, he was wearing a fucking quarter million dollar watch. 
on his his hand during some games this season. You know, and you know he uh he's put a target he's put a target on his back. Right down there in Louisiana. Wasn't Antonio Brown just just down there? That's it, and that's another person I wanted to talk about. Antonio Brown has been acting a damn fool. Mm. Like he's uh he's actually in Florida. Um, yeah, Hollywood. Man, Antonio Brown, bro, it's like I don't know what happened to this dude. Like I think it's CTE. Like I think he definitely needs some mental help. Like because he, I don't know if you saw that video, but I, I watched it. There's a video Antonio Brown went live on uh, Instagram, and he was he's been having a domestic dispute with his uh the the mother of his uh children, where he's been trying to get her to like not come to his house or whatever, maybe just pick up the kids for school or whatever. But he had an incident a couple of days ago where she was coming to pick up the kids, um, and she was about to take a car with her. And he was like, that's his property. So he called the cops. But people were saying on the live videos, like, bro, you put out a video of you gifting her that car. And it's like uh, the cops weren't even taking him seriously. They're just like, he's like, man, what y'all doing? Like, man, see, and he was trying to make it a race thing. His, his, uh, his, uh, the mother of his kids is, uh, white. He was trying to make it a race thing. The cops were like Hispanic and there was like one black cop. And he was just going off and calling her all types of names. Like you, were, he was like you a phaser, or, no, a, a baser. He like you fat hoe or some shit. Like just <laughs> what the fuck? in front of his kids and like on IG live and shit. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this dude, bro? Like, I like, bro, what is he doing? Like, I, I don't get it. Like, it's like he's trying to destroy at his chance of ever having like a career again. And now he's trying to be a rapper too. He made a song about coming back, coming home from uh, the N.O. where he went to work out for the New Orleans Saints and they didn't sign him. Yep. And it's just doing all this foolish shit. Like, online, it's like, it's like, what is the point of this? Now he wants to fight uh, Logan Paul in a boxing match. Like, it's just stupid shit. Like, I don't, I don't understand it. I think he needs, like, mental help. Like, seriously. You notice now on the NFL, they got we got all these characters and shit. Like we got all these fucking characters now. We got right. We got Antonio Brown to give us the right amount of distractions. You know, we got Colin Kaepernick, Mister Fake Woke. Then you know you have just players just that look like they're just certain characters. They can mark. They can be marked as media characters for the NFL. And I just feel like that's what Antonio Brown is. I think, I mean, he probably would never make it to the NFL again. But he's going to just make hella money off of this, off of this shit because he's entertaining as fuck. Like, he's, he's just entertaining. He just does this dumb, this dumb shit. And I was looking at shit the other day, and I was thinking, like, why do we even – like, why are they even reporting this type of shit? I mean, I, we know why, but I'm thinking in my head, like, I don't really give a fuck about this nigga's life. Like, I don't care. Like, we know he has CTE. We know, like, they all have CTE. That's why they retiring early and all that shit. Like, we yeah, know Luke, CTE. yeah, yeah. We know it. You know, but at the same time, it's like, this ain't really any, any of our of our business. But also at the same time, it's like, bro, like that's the society we live in now, man. Like this is the ignorance is put on full blast, man. And I'm like, bro, you got to know that 
they want you. They're like they're looking. They're looking at you like you're a laughing stock. Like they're looking at you like your entertainment. You have to kind of know this at some point. You know, you have to know this. So like, this is right off in the sunset. Yeah, I, I mean, he, you know, he's young too. It ain't like he, you yeah, know, he's, he's uh, old. He's uh, thirty-one. He's young, so you know, he's just milking it. I guess I don't know. I don't think we'll ever see him play again in the NFL. It's I not, mean, and it's not like he's not in shape. Like he, when he was in, when he went to New England, he he scored a touchdown in his first game. They you said know? New Orleans. They said he killed. The, he killed that workout. He had but to check up. I think it's just, it's just his. Um, personal life, his antics. He, it's like social media. He can't if he just would stop getting on social media. To, another team would give him a shot. I feel like, but he just can't keep himself away from social media. And he just says the dumbest shit and does the dumbest shit on social media. It's clear that he needs to see a therapist or something because it's like something ain't right with him to be acting like this. And you know, a lot of people are like, man, his money is going to be drying up soon. It's like, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's like, he, at first I was, I was rocking with what he was doing. You know, he, he called out the, the guy in uh, Oakland, you know, called him a, a, a cracker or whatever. Must've been some heated conversation, but then he, he went on that uh, LeBron show, the shop and was talking about how he was treated or how, or how big Ben thought he was pretty much better than everybody else in the locker room. So I was like, okay. So if it seemed like some personal shit, you know, he wasn't going rock, you know, rock with it. So he, 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 uh, he, he left. And, but now it's just like, you can't, I mean, I can't defend what he's doing. It's like, he's just been, he's trolling, you know, he's just, just trying to stay relevant, I guess, to, you know, keep his name in the headlines until he does something else. But yeah, like, like you said, yeah, and it's like we we said before. It's like, bro, he could go to like the XFL or CFL. And he can make plenty of money doing that if he wanted to. But instead, he's on Instagram airing out his uh his baby mama, right? You know, and I, so. I uh, you said I think the XFL is uh I think they might pose some really good competition too. By the way, yeah, the, yeah these these rules. Yeah, it's looking like that might be this time around. It might be a little bit better than the, I mean, the first time I think it started off pretty good. They just, I think people are tampering with their production and the media, like the how they how it was produced and stuff. But I think this time around we might have a we might have two leagues. We might have this might be the real deal. But we'll see how that goes. You know, it's 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 uh, been reported also today that his uh, Antonio Brown's agent conditionally terminates their relationship mm. until he seeks counseling. So he just continuing to shoot himself in the foot. Yeah. Yeah. He got to I don't know, but one part of me is, is saying like, maybe this is what he wants, but another part is saying, you know, I, I think that CTE shit, I mean, I know, I feel like it's real. It's real as shit. And I feel like once you get to the NFL, once you go through college football, you already like you you have at least a a, a, a mild to moderate level of it. And I feel like once you've been in the NFL for a few years, you just basically it's a 50-50 shot. It's a it's a 60-40 chance that you have <laughs> that you have UTE. And I'm I'm thinking about like from a standpoint of offense versus defense, it's like, you know, 
Antonio Brown, you know, he was taking, you know, he took hits or whatever. And I remember that deadly hit that he took from the Bengals player. You you remember the one where he was knocked out like was unconscious? That perfect? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, he t- he took his head off in like a playoff game. Like he was like knocked out cold for some minutes and then they finally got him up. But then I think about it from defense, one of your land hits. And you yeah. look at somebody like Luke Keekley, who who's uh, you know, was on my team, the, the Panthers and stuff, just out of nowhere decided to retire after eight seasons. He's obviously he's gonna be a first ballot Hall of Famer, all that. But to see him retire now, and this it's been a trend for years, you know, Patrick Willis actually said something about it and was saying, you know, good for him and stuff. And there was a lot of players that was in supportive and like, you know, they were gonna miss him for the game and stuff like that. Even Bobby Wagner, I think I seen him say something. Um but it's like for somebody that was leading the league in tackles, like, I mean, I mean, dude, that that does all that impact. I know that, you know, targeting that shit is not allowed and stuff, but still though, all those fucking tackles, you know, going straight with your helmet into the body and whatever, you know, like that shit, we I can only imagine what his like his head is most of the time after the games. And he probably was like, fuck it. Like I, I made enough money. You know, I seen Patrick do it. I've seen um other people, Gronkowski retire, you know, um Andrew Luck, he said, fuck it. I'm a I, I ain't have no fucking offensive line anyway. They were gonna kill me. You know, and Ursa didn't give a fuck about me. You know, so What's the point? You know, at the end of the day, is do you want to play until you reach a, a figure money-wise or do you want to leave with some of your sanity? You know? And, you know, I said it before. I was like, Andrew Luck, he's gone. He, I mean, it started before him. You know, it's, it probably went all the way back to, like, Barry Sanders if we were being, being technical, but when players retiring early, you know, preserving their bodies. But, you know, um, I feel like with Andrew Luck doing it, he set a precedent that you're going to start seeing, like, high-level high players, high-level players, you know, MVP. Like, I mean, of course, Calvin Johnson's the same way, but I'm talking about, like, quarterbacks, linebackers, like, high-level players start to retire early. And, you know, this is what we are starting to see, you know. Look, Gronkowski, now Keekly. And I think these are real. Like, this is real shit. Like, I don't think we're going to see these players play ever again. Like, no. I don't. I, I think they they enjoy being retired. Because, I mean, they've been playing football. Just to put it into perspective, these guys have been playing football a lot of the time since they were, like, six or seven years old. So, you know, they basically, this is their career. They've been doing this shit for 30 years. Yep. At least they've been doing this shit for 30 years. So Keek, bruh, Keekly is only 28 years old. He's been doing this shit for 20 plus for at least for probably 20 plus years, around 20 years. Good for and him, man. Like yeah, get out so, early, bro. Like get out early. He made a huge impact too. So and like, you know, he might have reached a sweet spot to where now I feel like you can you can you can take that type of damage, but if you retire at the certain at, at the right point. Then you can you can heal you can spend he, your, he not, your years healing yeah not, he not only so just to put it in perspective he not only led the league in tackles in NFL 
He did that in college at Boston College. Yeah, he was. I remember garbage. when he got drafted, and they said he made he broke the record for most tackles, I think, in Division One history. So just imagine the amount of impact he's like put on his head throughout his entire football career. Like you said, playing over like twenty years, he probably just was like, man, like I feel like it was probably his doctor probably was telling him like, you can't keep, you know, doing this. You're you're gonna be you're not your brain is gonna be fried if you play like another like five six years. I think it's know? a competitive thing too, like especially Andrew, like going off on the back on the you know in the past Andrew Luck situation because I think it still connects to this too. I think um, it has something to do with I, the NFL has some level of scripting too, and I think certain players have to be aware of it. And I think somebody like Andrew Luck, he felt like he was getting tired of being a tackling dummy too. And not winning, not having any plans of winning a championship, you know, in the future, in a, uh, like in the near future. And he was like, "Well, shit." He was, I mean, and, and the thing is, man, I could, I, I, I still, I just, I keep going back to um, Merrill Hodge on ESPN was saying he was the greatest quarterback since uh, the, of this, like since the beginning of this twenty first century. Like he's seen come out of the college, like they were hyping, crazy. they were hyping him up. Like he was gonna be like the next like Tom Brady, all this like, and I watched a few of his Stanford games. And I was like, okay, yeah, he is really good. And then he came into the league, he made an immediate impact in his rookie season. I did. Then they did they go to the playoffs his rookie season, or was it the second season they they went to the playoffs and they won a playoff game? I think. I think it was the second one. Yeah, I, I can't remember honestly. But he was. I was like, okay, they might be right about him because like. He was making a huge impact. But the thing is, is like his offensive line was terrible. So what started happening? Injuries. Then he missed he what? He missed all of la- yeah, he missed all of what last year? So it's like, and then they you now they got J- uh Jacoby Brissett who's uh who's coming along well, you know. But it's like Ursay didn't give a fuck. I mean, your owner's an alcoholic, like this dude don't care. At the end of the day, like he's supposed to be the the face of the franchise, the best, at least. I mean, the y'all should be putting y'all money into getting these fucking offensive tackles. Get some of these motherfuckers from LSU, draft them. You know, Here's the thing. they finally got a they finally got a um a generational talent um at left at left guard. Um, shit, what was his name? Quentin. Uh, Quentin something. Quentin. Fuck, I forgot his last name. He went to Notre Dame. They they drafted him with like the second Quentin, pick. Um, you talking about Quentin Nelson? Quentin Nelson and this yeah. guy. Now nah, they, they got videos. I think of him in high school. He was benching two twenty five like fifty times, something crazy, or like one two oh five like fifty times, something ridiculous. He's been he's like a generational talent, and then they finally you know he uh, he finally comes back. Andrew Luck and doesn't he becomes like the least sacked player in the NFL. Yeah, and he just retires. They finally, you know, invest in O'Lama and he just retires. So I, that's what that, that made me think, oh, this nigga, like they they don't they don't have any plans of him going, you know, being the Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. He they, knows they, he knows this. I think we like, I think we both you you said it earlier, and the, the person I think that is gonna um the quarterback that is gonna be the face of the franchise for like the I mean the face of the league for like the next five to ten years is Patrick Mahomes. Like yeah. I don't think any I don't know how you can argue that. 
Deshaun Watson will be relevant, but I don't think Patrick Mahomes is like he's I mean, his talent is like next level and that Chiefs team is fucking scary. Like I think it they could win it. Um I, I think the Chiefs could win it. I think it's gonna be the Chiefs versus the the 49ers. And the um let me see if but yeah, I think it's gonna be the Chiefs versus the 49ers in the um Super Bowl. And I think the Chiefs will win it. I think they're gonna mess around and make let make get the Packers one. But I think I think this is the beginning of something for the Chiefs, though. For the next decade, I think it's gonna be something, the beginning of something for the Chiefs. I think yeah. we're gonna see I think they the, the way they came back. I was watching those highlights, the way they came back from that 21 point deficit, it was over. Bro, it's like no, but it's like you said. It was like it was scripted how they were dropping passes left and right. Cause I was like, I was looking at the highlights. I was like, ain't no fucking way. It was like four drop passes. I was like, bro, he's throwing it right to these dudes. Like Travis Kelsey would drop like two passes. I'm like, bro, no fucking he's dropping way. Them. He's they just open. literally dropping the passes. I'm like, bro, nah. I was like, bro, this shit is scripted, bro. Second half, they went crazy. I'm, and I'm like, bro, I'm over here like, damn, the Texas can't do shit. But then again. They they still did score, you know. Deshaun tried to keep them in the game, but it was too late at that point because like Mahomes was just unstoppable. Um, now I think I think they should. Yeah, I think I think it's scripted on a certain level, you know. But because I think, but I, I still think it's you know entertaining. You got to understand that this comes. This is a part of the whole entertainment part. Yeah. But you know it was entertaining game. That dude can Mahomes we, just was he couldn't miss in the second quarter. Can can we? Can we talk about briefly how what like the development of Derrick Henry, bro? Cause Jesus, dude, I knew, man. I just fucking knew when Demarco Murray was done. I was like, man, this is what Derrick needs because he wasn't he wasn't getting that much those many carries because he was behind Demarco Murray, if you remember. And then when Demarco Murray left, it was his, it, it was him, and I think it was another back. Um, that he was fighting time for, and then he just came on. He exploded, like, and again, like I've said before, this dude is not no regular fucking size running back. Like this dude is like, hold on, I'm about to look at his measurables again. He's six. He's fucking six three, two thirty eight, and he ran a four five in his forty yard dash. This dude is god level. And I was telling, I was telling my dad this the other day when we was watching the game. And I'll and I'll say this on air. He's the fastest player with the football in his hand in open field. Mm. On the field. Look at all his highlights. Since, since look at all his highlights since high school. I've been looking at hella highlights the last two days of Derrick Henry when he was in like college. Even back in high, like I mostly looked at college highlights, but even look at his high school tape. He's been like this since high school. If he gets the ball in open field, it doesn't matter who you have on your defense, you're not catching him. Sure. You're not catching him. Go back and look at his college highlights. He gets an open field. You're not catching him. NFL, he gets an open field. You got Jalen Ramsey as your as your corner. I think he ran like a four three. Yeah. Fast three, fast uh, shuttle time, fast cone. You know. Jalen Ramsey, I, I watched his uh, sports science. That you're motherfucker's not, a freak. Like you're not like, catching seriously. Henry. Yeah, Ramsey's a Ramsey's a, a freak. You're not catching Henry in open field. I mean, this guy is. He's something like Eddie George, you know. Mm, yeah, I remember. I remember but Eddie George. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. 
here's the thing. This is where separate he has. He's like an Eddie George with Adrian Peterson type speed. If not, if not faster. I mean, like I'm for real. We're we're looking at we're looking at a generational talent, dude. Let let me just give you his stats from the last uh, three games. December 29th against the Texans, 32 carries, 211 yards, 6.6 yards on average, three touchdowns. November, uh, January 4th against the Patriots, 34 carries, 182 yards, 5.4 yards, one touchdown running, and one reception uh, touchdown. January, oh, yeah, yeah, he threw a touchdown. January 11th, Ravens, 30 that carries. Game. Yeah, he threw a touchdown uh, against the Ravens. Right. 195 yards rushing, 6.5 yards on average, two receptions, um, two, I think, two uh, rushing touchdowns, and he had, like, yeah, he had the one passing touchdown. Dude, like. I mean, I know we, we we were talking about earlier in the season. Like I was, you know, bigging up McCaffrey. I was like, yeah, McCaffrey, MVP, McCaffrey. I said that. I was like, McCaffrey, best running back in the league. Nah, McCaffrey is like, I think McCaffrey's like one of the best dual players, dual, dual threat players. Well, versatile. McCaffrey is doing everything people expected him to do. He's versatile on offense, but he's not the best pure running back. Derrick Henry is making the case for being the best uh, running back. Well, let's have a discussion. You know, which one would you want to have on your on your team? Because I was thinking about this the other day. I, I was I was thinking, you know, I've been a proponent of saying McCaffrey's one of the best running backs in the league. I don't think he. I never thought. Or I didn't think he was the best running back, just because it's hard to see where the league is going to go. Like if the league is going to go towards, you know, more of this spread air raid, uh, you know, throw the ball around approach, then yeah, you know. McCaffrey would become like his type of running, his type of style would be the face of the league when it comes to a franchise running back. And he, you know, would be the best running back in the league because he's the best at what he does. Yeah. But I think this proves that once you find a big bruiser, it doesn't matter, you know, it it just it doesn't necessarily matter. I mean, the measurables do matter. Once you find a big bruiser, you don't see these type of measurables on a fucking running back. Like you don't, you don't. And then once they have the ability to to just you can you can lean on this type of running game, because here's the thing he's a he's a he's a three down back too like he can play three downs he gets stronger as the game goes on that's the thing with him he gets stronger as the game goes on so if you can get this type of running back where you can just give him carries in the playoffs that's the thing like this you can't you can't have your quarterback it's hard to play your have your quarterback play perfect for the seventeenth eighteenth nineteenth game of the season. You know, so like you need, and with the weather and all that, with you know the ground of the season, you yeah. got a running back like this, you can just hand it off a traditional running back and let him just run through everybody. Let give give get some of that relief off your quarterback. This is something that I think I don't care how many how many yards from scrimmage your player has. You, I don't think we can see McCaffrey necessarily, or like a, a Kamara. Or like a Le'Veon do what we're seeing from Derrick Henry. Like they won't be able to. I don't think that they would. I, well, I don't think that they would be able to do it. We don't know. Like when the situation comes around, we'll be able to have enough of a sample size to tell. But I think that's what's important about Derrick Henry that we're that we're watching is the fact that he's more traditional and like yeah, and just get like he has him set up to where 
at this point, with how they're playing, we won't be surprised if they win the Super Bowl. I'm, but yeah, dude, I, I, if he keeps rushing like this, there's no stopping this team. And Tannehill has turned his career around. Like, yep. like he he's done a full 360 with the Titans. So he's just good enough to to help with the um passing. But they can lean on Henry to carry the offensive load. Um, but again, so jumping back to uh, Lamar, Lamar, man, like Ravens only put up twelve points, you know, against the Titans. And I had obviously I had the Ravens going to the Super Bowl. I thought they were gonna they had a legit chance of winning. I was thinking they were the best team, you know, in the league um, this season. But they just, I don't know, they just fell apart against the Titans. And we can look at Lamar's stats real quick for the, against the Titans. Mind you, I didn't watch, I haven't watched the NFL game completely in like a couple years. Like I just look at highlights here and there. Um, but I, I follow people like Lamar because his story to me is like, I don't know, it's, it's inspiring, you know. I think he is one of those players that will change the league. He's well. He is changing the league, you know. Um, I don't know if he'll ever be the face of the league. I mean, but he's gonna get he's gonna get the MVP this year. But he's not. He's from the same place that Kodak's from. If that lets you know anything, so um, fifty-two point five percent completion against the Titans, three hundred sixty-five yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, and a passer rating of sixty-three. His lowest all season. Um, and a lot of those yards, apparently from people that watched the game were saying it came in garbage time. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I expect him to play great, you know, but again, like we were talking about with Cam, man, you know, Super Bowl was it scripted. He didn't die. He didn't go die for that ball. Like that shit was suspect, you know, like. How can you be this dominant all this year, this whole year like this? I Cam mean, Newton was a fucking god, bro. Exactly. He was a god the all season. Nobody could stop him. It just doesn't make sense to me. You can be this good. You can be this god. He like he year. played scared. He played scared. Look like in the Super Bowl. I'm like, bro, like you bigger and better than all these niggas. Like, I, well, you the best player in the league, bro. Like offensive wise, you the best player. We know Von Miller was a god too on defense, but still, you. You were running over these. You was going head-to-head with the best fucking defensive players in the league, and you were towering over them niggas. Like, you know? I mean, they, that, that shit didn't make sense. Cam Newton played like he got some bad news before the game. Yeah. That's what it looked like to me. Like, he didn't – all the other games, he was out there dabbing. They can't have – but we know. We know they can't have that, though. Exactly. We can't, Not, they, yeah. they can't have that. They can't have, they can't have a black man that is that free, that carefree – you know, just having fun and shit, and it's not in line. It's not wearing a suit before the game all the time. It's not always wanting to talk to media. You know, it's not always uh, saying the right things. You know, Lamar Lamar hasn't done – Lamar hasn't been nearly as flashy as Cam was. Lamar has just all been about all business. Like, you know, he just want to win a championship and prove the, the doubters wrong, you know, when he got drafted. Uh, the 32nd overall in the first round, which is to, still to this day is fucking crazy that he went that low. Um, big trust. Big trust, yeah. You know, he's from Pompano Beach, Florida. You know, um, 
He he doesn't. He's not flashy. I mean, I seen he put up an Instagram live video one game after one game. You know, he had his jewelry on and shit. He's just chilling. But he's not. He's not a flashy player. But he still stands out because he's not the. Well, he's he he is what we look at a quarterback to be now. Like an analogy for it would be like in um in basketball where basketball is positionless and everybody can dribble and shoot. Lamar in football is like he's almost like position well not positionless but he's he's not your typical player and for his yeah. position he can run he can pass play make you know he can he can do it a little bit of um a little bit of it all you know on offense you know um and I feel like like you said before man potentially he got a he got a, a call or something you know a meeting before the game. I ain't going to say he threw the game, but because I haven't looked at the highlights of it. But come on, man. Like, he was dominant the entire season. He struggled like this. They don't want a black man like him. No shots at old dude, but they want a Russell Wilson. They want a Patrick Mahomes as the face of the league. I agree, because they somebody that can they can control. They, they can't control somebody like Lamar. I can look at him as he was hanging out with Kodak Black. You think they like that shit? They didn't like that. They didn't like seeing him at the games. Like, come on, bro. Like, I, you know, it's just, it's, it's a lot going into it, man. It's similar to me, like, with, like, uh, Allen Iverson, how he changed basketball with the tattoos, the jewelry, the clothing. It's like with that, you know, Lamar, he, you know, he's rocking his jewelry and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, but he's not flashy like that. He's not, you know, talking trash like that. You know, he's just about being a professional or whatnot. It's still not enough for them because they look at him, they see him as the threat at the end of the day. They want somebody clean cut like a, a Wilson or a Mahomes, who is technically black, but, you know, a lot of people be trying to slight him. I know y'all see Mahomes with his nice little Becky. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's his kid's going to come out, like, you know, primarily white, but it, it don't matter. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, he still is black. At the end of the day, his dad is black. You know, so. Yup. Mahomes got him a nice little Becky. Cook him, cook up some soups in the wintertime while he out here throwing fastballs and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, he was a that triple kid. threat, triple, triple sport player, too. Yeah, he that's he's a talented player, but what was you gonna what was you gonna say about uh Lamar? I think you know <laughs> I think it's ironic because the NFL needed that they need that they uh, needed that nigga rating back up. They needed some more uh more they need the views back up in the black household. Yeah, and it's ironic. You get right before the Super Bowl, and it's like smite that nigga. We don't need you no more. We don't need you no more. Now you about to now we about to have this dude Tannehill potentially <laughs> win <laughs> right. the Super Bowl. Ryan fucking Tannehill, bro. Come oh on, my god. Man. That's why I mean I think the NFL is low key a joke. Like I mean, like I think the XFL is going to be the the great equivalent, and I think that's what's that's what's in in tune for this decade. We're about to see some. We're about to see some crazy shit. Like, I think the XFL is going to be the great equalizer. And I know I saw where 2K is talking with the XFL about making a, a game. Oh, if shit. They make a game, For real? Yeah, if, if they make a game... Man, I was seeing somewhere where people were talking about somebody like a... um, I think like a... They said, what if Trevor Lawrence, somebody like that, goes right to the XFL? Like, what if they have this big... 
a big time player just go right to the XFL to open the floodgates. I think that's I think that's what we have in tune in this decade. It's like we're gonna have another professional football league. And the college player, it's gonna be like three leagues. It's gonna be like college football, the or it's gonna be like college sports, college football, the NFL, and the XFL. Mm. It's gonna be three tiers. Cause because the NFL is too traditional. They're still too traditional. And it's still, and you can, and I think the scripting is getting, I think the writing is getting too predictable. So we need somebody like a Vincent Man where we know we're going to get scripted. We know it's going to be scripted. Like we know. Right. Vincent, but we know Vincent Man is going to write some good shit. <laughs> like we know this shit is going to be, it's going to be innovative. It's like the NFL is not, it's like they're innovative, but they need to move it like an NBA pace. Adam Silver came in as as the commissioner and just turned the shit upside down and made it made it a better league. And I yeah. think the NFL, I, I don't, I don't think Goodell. I think he's changed the league. I mean, he's changed the league tremendously, but I don't think he's done it for the good. Man, right. Goodell is just he, you know he's another proud boy. In yeah, my, in my eyes. Like they can, this know. this could have been a good opportunity to get more diverse coaches in the NFL. Like I feel like they've. They've misstepped in so many directions. Yeah, I've seen uh, OJ. OJ Simpson, he was talking about it on Twitter. Um, it was an award or some shit from a, a Centennial Award or high school or some shit. He said, uh, what coach? Bill Bill Cower got the award. But then he was like, how does Bill Cower get the award? And um, what's his name? Don't get the award. Mike. Mike Tomlin? Yeah, Mike Tomlin didn't get the award or some sh- and he has more Super Bowl rings than him. Yeah, in Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know, he he had mentioned that cuz he was talking about um he's talking about the Odell incident or whatever. And then he mentioned that out of nowhere and I was like, "Okay." I was like, "All right." I was like, "Okay, OJ. OJ, you know, he be sneaking in the subliminals on his hate for the world." Man, you know? OJ, man, that's one of the best Twitter accounts I ever followed, man. Bro, OJ real as fuck. I don't care. I don't care what nobody say. OJ, I fucks with OJ, OJ real as fuck, bro. Like, <laughs> he, he, and he knows his it. shit. He knows his shit. Like, niggas get, you know, make jokes about him all day, but he knows football, bro. He was man, a god that, at the sport. Like, come he, on, He's man. a goddamn, he's a smart uh, psychopath. Right. <laughs> I fucks with if, him. He's smart as hell. I, if I did it. Come on, man. Allegedly. If I did it, he wrote that shit allegedly. I don't know, but um, I mean, he always, he be having a little, the little, uh, the ten second clip, you know, with the one glove on, yeah, small ass glove. <laughs> I'm like, man, this motherfucker, this dude. Bro, I say, like, I say, one of the videos, uh, because I'm, I just be using them on Twitter now. Uh, it was the one video. He's like, that's what I'm talking about. Like after he just hit the ball, <laughs> he was golfing. He got the one glove on. Hey, Twitter world, yours truly. <laughs> that shit had me rolling how articulate he sound I mean yeah. they try to make him look like a joke so it's like right. okay, he's out like now fuck it like, he's gonna make money off this shit so right speaking of making money you hear they uh, they got that Aaron Hernandez bro I watched that shit today you watched it how was it I, I haven't checked it out I heard it was crazy though I, I mean it was good I, I, I'd recommend people checking it out for sure um you know, I, I mean, I'm a football fan, so I've been following Hernandez since he was at Florida. Um, so, you know. It's called Killer Inside, The Mind of Aaron Hernandez. It's on Netflix. It's th- Yeah, it's three parts. I think each of, each episode is an hour long. 
So, I mean, it's not too bad. I was like, man, if this shit is like six parts, I might have to come pick up on this shit later. Because, I mean, it was, it was kind of boring at certain parts. Like, but you can listen to the phone conversations. You can kind of get inside of his mind, you know, and stuff like that. But if you kind of kept over football, you knew that. You didn't expect him to basically be a damn serial killer. Bro, this nigga killed some dudes over spilling drinks on his shirt, bro. He basically killed three people. And one of them was, like, his best friend. Like, this motherfucker... So that's the, and then he shot like somebody when he was in Florida at Florida. Savage. Like this dude He was gangbanging. Like there's old video pictures of him throwing up signs, like in mirror pictures. So he, he's like he's like the type of dude that uh, that you know he grew up in the in the gutter, but it was, he was the type of dude that was trying to put on a persona. Right. But he was the type of nigga that put on that tried to put on a persona, but he took that he'll take that shit to the to the extreme. And he'll take it so far to the extreme that I think he was basically a serial killer. Like, I really think he killed... He probably killed a lot more because he was getting away with the shit. He was getting away with it. He was getting away. Like, he was getting away with the shit. I just think it, you know, like with any investigation, it takes that one good piece of evidence and then it seems like they get that one piece and everything else falls into place. All the other evidence pops up, but he was getting away with shit. So I think... You can damn near classify him as a damn serial killer. Do you think CTE played a factor in that? I think at that level, it always plays a factor in, you know, people and people that make these type of decisions that, you know, have football background. Yeah, uh, of course, especially he played tight end. So, like, that's basically a glorified offensive lineman. I hope. Oh, yeah. Continue. Off on a tangent, I'll say in today's era, tight end is the most. it's the most important position. If you got to get tight end, you got a mismatch, and you can just basically, if you know how to, if you know how to scheme around and get tight end, you can guarantee wins, basically. But, um, I think it plays a part in in uh, in, in shit like this for sure. Yeah, I hope that his uh his his uh fiance and his daughter they get they got paid for this shit. You know, and it's yeah, not just yeah. some outside company just making money off of his name. See, they're making money off a nigga name real quick, man. Like, damn, they couldn't even let this dude. They couldn't even let him be deceased for even longer. They they want money not. off your image real, real quick. So, no, nope. I think CTE played a part yeah, in this just... for sure for him. Um, but man, and he was on a Florida team that had. Let's be real. This is when you can use the word thugs. He was on a Florida team that had nothing but thugs, dog. Like, them motherfuckers, Urban Meyer did not know how to control the team. They had nothing but straight goons. They had nothing but straight goons. Them niggas didn't have to go to class. They, had, they was smashing their tutors. Them smoking loud. Like, they even talked about Hernandez used to be high all the time. Bro, I need I need bro, a docu- I, I need a documentary on those those Florida teams, bro. Brandon, like, Brandon, Brandon Spikes, he from he from uh, he, like he used to date one of my cousins. I ain't no, I ain't never like, oh wow around him. Okay, but I heard about him, bro. Like he was bro, nothing but goons, bro, nothing but straight goons, straight goons, and they ain't do nothing but be. They wasn't nothing but really good at football, and they all smoke loud out there, just going to the bar. They talk about her where in, in the documentary where Hernandez is at a bar. He was a freshman. He didn't want to pay for the tab. They said he didn't want to pay for this is how the story went. They, he didn't want to pay for the tab. And the manager said, nah, you're gonna pay for the tab. He just knocked them out. 
What the fuck? Nigga, nigga, and he got away with it. What the fuck is going to do? Put her in there? We ain't putting put Sanchez in jail. We ain't putting Sanchez in jail. Bro, we got to play LSU tomorrow. Uh, shit. shit, we about to win a ring. Fuck that. We ain't locking Hernandez up. Boy, you better put some damn... You better put some damn uh some Vaseline on that shit, cover it up. This this Sanchez, that's how they look at that shit. Man, bro, nigga. Uh, and how was, ironic he gets drafted by the Patriots. They're not even, bro. He's like right back home, bro. That's a, oh my god, that was bro. Bill Bill Belichick, bro. Uh, cue the um cue the WWE uh entry. What? <laughs> Jr. Like no, it can't be. Dun-na, 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 dun-na. <laughs> they got that Bill Belichick mean he. He's a thug, criminal, incredible player. Yeah, we're getting him. Draft him. Right. Yeah, draft him. Okay. We're going to show them the Patriot way. Yeah, the, <laughs> the Patriot way. That shit is such a fucking oxymoron. Nigga, they, they know, bro, it's the fucking mob. That's all it is. Shit, they probably had Hernandez as the fall guy. They just gave him a $40 million contract. You know they talking about Brady going to leave, right? Man. They just try to keep this shit interesting every time they know Brady is like 40. Brady, like, damn near 40 years old. His old ass ain't going nowhere, bro. Like, he pump faking. Like, I feel like at this point, man, they try, they gonna try to keep this shit. This nigga's 42, bro. Like, where, I mean, why would you leave at this age? Like, it don't make no sense. Montana did it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Montana did it. He went to Kansas City, and I think he took them to the playoffs. He got Kansas City to like the wild card or the divisional or something like that. But that's why. I mean, but Brady though, he he might not go to a team with a great offensive line though. Let's be real. Like that offensive line has made Brady has saved Brady's ass plenty of times over the years. You know, man, they, the NFL ain't gonna let nothing happen to Brady. They're gonna send him somewhere and make him go to the conference championship and he's gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could I could see that shit happening. And they'll be like that that they'll be like. You know, one of the greatest. He's done. He's doing it at 44 years old. He's pulling a, a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar playing <laughs> at 40-plus years old. And he, he has Kareem. I think Kareem played, bro. That nigga Kareem played. He was well into his 40s. He was godly. And he that's, he's going he's gonna to have the longevity of like a Kareem and have the greatness of Michael Jordan. They're going to start saying the craziest shit. Oh, they already, call him, the, they already call him the GOAT, uh, Tom Brady, you know. Madden, the GOAT edition. Call him the GOAT. Hey, you know, that nigga know everybody plays. <laughs> right. He got that arm talent, though. He got some 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 crazy accuracy, you know, to get off of my conspiracy shit. Like, how did they not see this? <laughs> like, I don't get how they don't be, like, how we I mean, his, his shit. Other than, the, I mean, his arm strength, you know, the, the combine, man, I mean... They put so much money. They into put that so shit. much money into that shit. But who gives a fuck about all these other stats? Like, okay, he can't run around a cone that fast. Man, I don't like give a fuck. Like, they literally, they literally get paid multi millions a year. Todd to McShay study, to study. They to study to study people, and it's like, how do they even? How do we even have this many slips? Like, does like it's not like us. the quote unquote analysts get it wrong like, analysts, every year. Man, they get it wrong. The, no, the experts. The, the experts. So they yeah, say. We be getting more shit right than they do, and we don't get paid. That, bro, they, they get paid. They got insider. Like, they're, like, talking to general managers. Like, talking to the nigga that's about to push the button. Right. They're talking to these. They, they know shit. 
Man, they know shit probably they probably years ahead of us. I mean, it's all like you said earlier. It's all entertainment, man. And you they know? get paid. They get paid millions to do this shit, and they they're like they're fucking wrong. They couldn't see that Tom Brady could be this good. It's a script. Yeah, people just eat it up all the time. It's like, bro, it's like I can't keep what I can't continue to watch this shit. Like I look at highlights here and there, but I don't really care no more. Like. It's not that's why I say I I think the XFL like I think the XFL I think they're gonna come off and do do it on the right foot and I think somebody we're gonna see like I we're gonna see shit like Lamar Jackson dog like we're gonna see like that's gonna be the norm in that league like it's gonna be I think the shit's gonna be crazy because I think and I think that's why the NFL is giving all giving us all these crazy storylines that's why I don't think it's crazy to say that Breeze or uh, Brady one of them if not both of them will go somewhere. They they're gonna try to give us man. Th- these stories are gonna be crazy, bro. It's gonna be some crazy shit. Like, well, I mean, you know, they had they saw there was the meme going around with Breeze. You know, he was at the LSU um, Clemson game, smiling hard as hell with uh, Trump. You damn, know? I ain't see that. He, he had that he had that mega smile on real quick, and like he wasn't smiling that hard when he won that title. Then people found pictures of him when he won the ring. And he wasn't even smiling that hard to be honest. <laughs> I'm yep. like, bruh. I'm like, yeah, somebody's of course breathe smiling that hard. He wears Wrangler jeans. I'm like, <laughs> like bruh. <laughs> like, you know, he's probably a conservative Christian, all the other shit or whatever. But did you see where Trump he was um he he was at the White House with LSU? And no, he, he got on the podium and he was trying to he kind of went off track, I guess, and just started gloating about uh, gloating about himself. He's like, you know, they're trying to come for the the best president right now, you know, um, for just making a phone call. They want to impeach me, you know, trying to make jokes. And you see Joe Burrow just like not laughing. You see some of the the uh, black players just like looking at each other like, the fuck is he talking about? Like, bro, bro you, like, you talking to Louisiana's finest, man. I don't, right. I don't give a fuck about that. Right, he was trying to get some laughter and shit, and it was just weird. It's like, man, Trump is just, man, he's just so much going on with him. You know, they just, they're having the Senate impeachment uh, hearing now. I didn't even realize. Yeah, <laughs> but we, I mean, we already know what the outcome is going to be, bro. There's no way they're going to remove him from office. No way. And we we just got a World War Three. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to my man, I was talking to my barber, man, um, about this. And I was saying, man, for real, does I, does Iran really want another Hiroshima? Like, we'll blow them motherfuckers off the map. Like, if that's what they really want. You know, so this this talks of war, they can dead that shit. Talking about revenge and so we'll blow you off the fucking map. And then that's it. We rewrite history. I think I they mean, already made a statement that they ain't even doing that no more. Like I think that shit's already done for. Yeah, That's they real. they sent the they sent the missiles at the the our um bases over there. Well, nobody uh, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, you know they just pump faking and shit. You know. But it's all just. I mean, it's it's just all just distractions at the end of the day, man. For something bigger, I feel. Um, I wanted to mention this uh, story because I thought this was great. Uh, people should know about this. I've mentioned him before, Akon, man. Dude, Akon just finalized a deal to create his own fucking city. 
within a city in Senegal. Mm. Akon finalized. This is off of uh, Dezen.com, uh, which is D-E-Z-E-E-N. Akon finalizes deal to create his own cryptocurrency city in Senegal. Like, this motherfucker is going to have his own city with his own hospitals, own currency. This is the shit we should be trying to do here. And nobody is support. I, you don't hear one black celebrity talk about this. This dude is doing some revolutionary shit. Like, I, I mean, I nobody is talking about this. Like, no, none of these black so-called leaders, none of these niggas is talking about this shit. Like, he, this futuristic city, I'm reading from the article, this futuristic city built on 2,000 acres of land Gifted to Akon from the president of Senegal is within five minutes of the new international airport close to the coast and a short drive from Dakar, this uh, capital city of Senegal, Akon's homeland. Um, Akon plans to build a complex in the seaside village of Bodian, some 120 kilometers south of the capital, Dakar. Um... Akon said that he hoped that the city will be the first of many that uses cryptocurrency, uh, digital currency based on blockchain, which is a set of digital records that track transactions chronologically and publicly. And guess what he's naming his cryptocurrency? What's that? Acoin. <laughs> this nigga is a fucking genius, bro. Genius. With the Acoin, we are building cities, the first one being in Senegal. We're securing the land and closing out all the legislation papers for the city. We want to we want to make it a free zone and cryptocurrency driven as a test market. If it works, we will scale it out to all the other countries in Africa. So all the cities are connected. It's going to be a 50 to 100 year project. Most likely, I probably won't even live to see it finished. But for the project in Senegal, we have a 10 year deadline for that city to be built out. Man, how can no, bro? Like this is what I'm talking about, bro. This dude right here is doing shit that some revolutionary shit, and you don't hear nobody mainstream media talk about it. Hey, this is how this is how we about to have the market of beast. Um, cities, you gonna have to. These are gonna be matrix cities. They trying to uh, this nigga Akon, this nigga agent. They like, oh, this we're gonna see if we can get this shit off the Akon and do and put these Africans. In a modern day slave. City. So, so you don't think it's you? You think there's some? You think there's some other shit behind it? You don't think it's like as good as it sounds? No, nah, I think I, I think this. I think this is this can be a great idea, but I think in the wrong hands. Like any, like a lot of shit. Yeah, this could be. Wow, wow, that this can be. It can be bad. In the yeah. wrong hands, but I think this is a good idea, though. Real good idea. I mean, it's called Akon Crypto City. That's what the name of the city will be called. It ran completely off of, well, based off of cryptocurrency. Bro, like, why? how can we not do that here? We can do, I mean, this is what I'm talking about. You know, motherfuckers is talking about reparations. This is what we need to be trying to do is build our own fucking cities in there. In this country. This is our land to begin with. True. Yo, let me give me one second. All right. Like, 
to run it off of cryptocurrency. That's like something from the future. Yeah. And like he's like 10 steps ahead of us, you know. But you know, my thing is I feel like we need to just we need to advance cryptocurrency a little bit more. Um, I, I still think that's the future though. Yeah. Um, but we need to I think I we need to have a I want to have a better me personally I want to have a better understanding of cryptocurrency because I feel like it's just it's the same as the as dollar bills it's just literally off of digits off of computer digits and um you know it can't be centralized yeah but at the end of the day somebody has to know somebody has to know something somebody has to know like a code you know a master code or something like I think it's I think it's you know I just want to know more before I kind of invest more into it. But I think it is the future, though. I don't know how how far away we are from saying that this is this is what we really this is the next step, you know, behind the dollar. But I think it's going to be close. I think I think it's, it's soon. I think what Akon is doing, man. <laughs> I couldn't imagine this shit is going to be looking like some damn. Our robot slash matrix type shit, like, <laughs> Man, very, like very soon. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Just man, I can only imagine if we had something like that here, man. Like a a city ran completely off of cryptocurrency. That's so far ahead. Like, I feel like that's something. Somebody. Um, I feel like that's what over in Japan they would do some shit like that. You know. Cause they always are ahead of us technologically. You know, they might be doing some, they always doing some crazy shit that we don't figure out until like, you know, five years later or some shit. Yeah. Like the social credit score shit. But you now that's for the bad. I think they got a whole nother thing coming for them over there. So they yeah. might have a little recession when it comes to, or like a little stagnation when it comes to technology and stuff. Like they got a whole nother problem. in uh, you know, a lot of the Asian countries we do too. I mean, it's gonna, but it's gonna be a worldwide thing. Shit, man, it's good to see what this next decade will hold. Yeah, I guess they people's trying to already are trying to name this decade, like you know, before the 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 nineteen twenties was called the the roaring the roaring twenties, but now I think people are trying to name this like the fucking uh, looking up. Nickname. Okay, that's that's goofy. The twenty twenties. No, that's not even actually a nickname. That's just. I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't try to just call it the Roaring Twenties again. Maybe we just just focus on making change, and then later we like okay, we'll name it in you know like the thirties or some that's shit. Where, that's how. Yeah. That's the mindset we need to have. Yeah, you know. I mean, because there's a lot that's going to change, like you said. Like it's a lot that's going to change within this uh, upcoming decade, you know, um, of technology, more medical breakthroughs, uh, the economy, you know, lifestyle, just different shit, man. Just a bunch of stuff. So it's I think a we're going to see like a lot, a lot of like, I think we're going to see big, big, big changes, and like I'm talking about. Changes that are going to happen faster, too. Yeah. Like, you know, that's just my thought. Like, shit that's going to happen. Like, I mean, 
I feel like shit's happening on a damn daily basis now. All kinds of distractions, different discoveries, all kinds of shit. True indeed. Yeah, I feel like I'm learning about, you know, new shit every day. Like, just by being on social media. Well, I am. We just, just think about how much you're, like, processing a day if you're just looking down your timeline. Just, like, Dude. different content. Every, Dude, that's just so much information. It's, like, overload, like, sensory overload. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's... And I, and I think that's where I think that's where ADHD, a lot of this ADHD shit came from too. I'll be real with you, because people have been getting cell phones at a younger age, which means more information is being digested at a, at an earlier age and more subliminals and all that shit. But you know, um, I I find it uh I find it uh, to be some some interesting times. I know one thing I was uh, looking up the here the uh, recently between the last few episodes was this fake guru, uh, this fake guru thing that I found on YouTube. This guy called Co- Coffeezilla uh-huh. just goes through and uh, just basically exposes fake gurus, like you know, like a Ty Lopez. Oh my God! Fuck that dude, <laughs> bro. Ty Lopez, yeah, pull up in his Lamborghini. Hey. Yeah, you you wanna you wanna be in a Lamborghini too? Yeah, just just watch my video, guys. I, I, I'm gonna show you. Like, shut the fuck up, Ty Lopez. Like, a goofy a ass nigga just had a, a full bookshelf in his garage. Like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Hey, you see the one where he was like, when a couple years ago when I was living in Clayton, North Carolina, in a trailer park, I didn't know I didn't know where I was gonna go next. People don't know he was. He said he's from North Carolina, or he's supposedly from North Carolina. Oh wow. But I was like, man, this motherfucker, like... This nigga's a scam artist. He's just like TJ. Yep. Like, that's all it is. Like, this guy basically exposes the new age scam. Like, this shit is higher level scam scamming. This shit is higher level scamming because they'll never... Like, as of now, they'll never get caught because it's so complex and intricate. And, like, yeah, he basically just exposing... He's, what was his name again? Coffee what? I think it's Coffeezilla. YouTube okay, algorithms. Yeah. yeah, I see. I see it. He exposes other ones called this guy named Dan Locke, Sam Ovens. Like he's exposing all of them, and it's just interesting how the, the tactics that they use, just the way they, you know, they'll like Dan Locke is one of them. Like I don't know much about him. Um, I heard about him before, but he's talking about like you know being a good salesman, and he's he'll have a seminar where he's saying he'll show you how to have how to close two thousand sales. How to, or how to make a certain he like how, this here's how to close two thousand sales, and basically sell you sell this sell this course to people when the people who's buying it don't understand it. When he's talking about how to make two thousand sales, he's talking about you, you dumbass. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm fucking eating, bro. He, he's eating, giving you a dollar in a dream. Yeah, go ahead and quit your job. All right. I'm going to show you how to make 2,000 sales. <laughs> yeah, I was a struggling student just like you. And, you know, with the PowerPoint slides and shit. Like, yeah, I wow. was eating ramen, you know, every day for, like, years. until so, you know what? I decided to pick up a book. <laughs> and I learned how to start selling things. And now that's what I'm going <laughs> to teach you. Selling like, wood. <laughs> bro, I went to that that fucking Am Amway 
meeting that I told you about last year. They oh, almost, yeah, they almost had me, bro. They almost had me in that with that shit, like. Bro, this is higher like, level like, scamming, bro. Like, that pyramid scheme shit is real, bro. Like, the way they were talking, it sounded great. Like I was like, damn, I, I could really make you know passive uh, income by doing this, making some good bread. And I was like, wait a minute. The more I looked at it, I was like, wait a minute. So I have to sell these products to my my family and friends, and and these products are stupid expensive, and they're not even really that good for you. Right. It's like I'm pretty much selling my soul. Like I was like, I can't do it. So I pulled out at like the last minute. I was like, I can't. It's like, like they got higher level pyramid schemes, like higher level like uh scams that people don't even be aware of. Like they even said like warrior trading is kind of like that. And I kind of got the feeling too. Like he uses he'll tell people to invest in like his in his groups, he'll tell people to invest in uh what we call low float stocks, like stocks that are like got low volume yeah and he'll he'll like invest in the stock early and you know he'll get now that he has hundreds of thousands of followers those people uh invest in the stock and then naturally that would make the stock price go up and then he'll sell the stock mm. he made profit because he put it he bought in early and right like, i'm like damn dude like these people bro like these guys like these people are so smart dude that's why i be thinking man i'm like bro like to get to the point of being wealthy to where like you're worth like say like a hundred million or some shit like that. It's like, you're going to be doing some unethical shit. Yeah. I don't see how you can be a all the way complete quote unquote good person by, and, and making that amount of money. I just don't see it. I mean, that's just a lot of fucking money. You have, you have to be stepping on somebody's toes. Yeah, you have to be cutting somebody's light, getting somebody's lights cut off because they're late, getting evicting people. I mean, you have to be, uh, you have to be doing some 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 sketchy shit or have done some sketchy shit. Not saying that you can't make a difference too. You can, but that's true. You know, but then I look at shit like San Francisco and these places with all this this gentrification and these high uh, uh, rent, like niggas, motherfuckers. This is they technically their homes, their land, and they can't even afford to live there. And they just I was, I was seeing somewhere and, most of the people that work there don't can't even they don't even stay. And it's like, man, there. do I want to even get into real estate? Cause it's like I don't even know if I wanna I was joking, you know, about going and buying up land in De- Detroit and shit, but it's like it's like bro, I feel like I'll be a sellout doing that shit. I mean, that shit, you know, you can make money, but I look at it like this. I can make money plenty other ways. That shit, right. man, like, you, you see what I'm talking about now? I started to really do a deep analysis, and I'm like, dog, like, you got to be stepping on some damn toes doing this. Like, somebody, this is, somebody had to live here. This was somebody's property or something, like. Yeah. Not a, you know, it's a doggy-dog world. Life ain't. Yeah, survival ain't of the fittest. But you know that's just something that I didn't really want to at this at this stage I didn't really want to get into maybe later but ethically you know that shit is 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 in a way it's wholly unethical yeah <laughs> it really is yeah and that's just spreading too like the gentrification all over the uh, the country everywhere that shit is getting so crazy like it's everywhere it's everywhere like. And it, and it's sad because it's mostly and it, you know this is mostly democratic 
uh, cities too, but mm. it's sad. Liberal. Yeah. 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 It, it's it's sad because now you can't even afford. Like I want to become a homeowner, but like I don't don't I don't want to be like locked into a, a mortgage. I know you know it's still ways around it, and I figured I'm figuring that out. But it's like you can start seeing the prices just go up in cities, especially when you're young, you're moving around. You can start seeing how these how these rent prices are starting to creep up and creep up, and like nothing, the pay's not going up. Like it's just the rent and the taxes in these cities keep on going up and up. And it gets to the point where, you know, people can't even afford rent. Yeah. And it's like, bro, like, it's got to be a bubble that's got to bust somewhere. Yeah. This shit can't keep happening. Like, it can't keep going on like this. I mean, yeah, the economy is doing, the the economy is doing well right now. But it's like, look at the amount of homeless uh, people we have in this country. It's like, if the economy is doing so well, we should not have this amount of people out here like this and again it's their fucking land to begin with and you kicking these you kicking you kicking these people out of their fucking land and putting in these these mother these fucking hipsters you know it's bullshit at the end of the day their parents are baby boomers and they don't have to pay for nothing yeah tell them they tell them go ahead go to school johnny go go i'll pay i'll pay for your eighty thousand dollar a year uh education so you can get a, a a degree in basket weaving yeah or you know latino studies <laughs> go ahead and so you can uh be a be a member of the uh young student government you know basically become the new oligarchs become a member of the new oligarchs yeah like and then they move into these cities where shit it's a closet and it's twenty five hundred dollars a month with no utilities or anything for 700 square feet. It's fucking wild. 700 wow. square feet. $3,000 a month. Oh, yeah. And there's traffic, so you can't drive your car. And then you got to pay hella insurance on your car and you sit like, bruh, hell no. So yeah, I, I thought about it. Like, I was like, damn, I could go to the Bay and get paid well and stuff. And then I was thinking, like, well, I was looking at the cost of uh, living versus here like five dollars for like a, a loaf of bread or some shit i'm like get the fuck out of here i'm like hell no nah. i was like these motherfuckers really out here like that and then you think about it, it's like nah like black people out there they not out there like that they moving away can't afford it when it's they land to begin with yeah dude it's crazy like i don't really want to move anywhere while they got an app to tell me where people are shitting on the ground at too, like wow, <laughs> that's fucking crazy, dog. Like I told the the um, recruiters I've been working with, I'm like, yeah, I'm looking for another position, but uh, mainly just in like the southeast region. Like I don't want to venture out like that right now. If I'm going somewhere, it's got to be like somewhere in the south, like. I mean, I need the space. Like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do like super crowded, you know, super high end rent or whatever. Yeah, it's like it's no, it's no point to it when you can be down here. You can get a, a million dollar crib in Texas, and you get like fucking uh, you can get like goddamn I'm five six bedrooms, five six bedrooms. This shit's Crazy. a fucking mansion. 
It's like a million dollars, bro. With a bunch of land. People out here, and people don't even know this shit. They don't get it. And you over here in fucking L.A. paying for a fucking cardboard box, $2,500 a, <laughs> a month. I'm out here living like a fucking king in Texas, nigga. Like, I don't give a fuck about the sunny L.A. Y'all can hey, have that shit. They, they couldn't. They cutting your damn, they cutting your, uh, your, your energy off every time it's a forest fire. Yeah. And you still got to pay your bill. <laughs> hey, but well, at least it's sunny. Right? It's, I mean, it's sunny most of the time, so y'all got that going for you. No, at least, at least, at least it's clubs to go to. Right, right. Oh, yeah, you might, you might run into a celeb here and there. Yeah, okay, cool. Oh, yeah, you might be able to go to a Lakers game, you know, that, that, that's, that's what's up, you know. That's no. like it's like, bro. That's not life, bro. That's not living. Like I'll be looking at these YouTubers. They even talk about like, bro. Like, I mean, this LA shit ain't even all that. Like to be honest, like, because they can't go nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like, bro. It's like LA is cool, but it's like, bro, it's too crowded. It's expensive as fuck to live here. I don't know why motherfuckers keep coming here. Like, oh yeah, I got a dream. Everybody got a fucking dream. Like you ain't you ain't gotta move here to pursue the dream. And, uh, Earthquakes, the fucking forest fires, man. Like, yeah, that shit wild. Like, you know, that's a good place to visit for an extended period of time. But living there, yeah, I'll visit for sure. I'll I'll visit to these places, you know. But living out there in New York, fuck no, bro. I can't can't do it. I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, I, I get a lot of bread and shit. Like, but I'm like, bro, I got. I mean, in the south. There's plenty of bread I can get here. I can go to Atlanta or some shit, like Miami if I want it or something. Bro, I can live like a god, bro, down here. I don't need to move up to these fucking... These motherfuckers moving down here. Yep. And you know? This where it's at. This where it's at. Like, this is where it's at, for real. It's crazy how, and how long they talk down on us, too. Like, we fucking ignorant and we not articulate and shit. All y'all motherfuckers, uh, well, a lot of people moving down here because it's like you said, it's where it's at. There's a lot of opportunity down here and the space, let weather. money, weather, money. You know, it's not as hectic as in these tight knit uh, communities where y'all niggas are living. Y'all got shared uh, apartments. You know, everything is close uh, and uh, close proximity. So, but man, but man, uh, did we uh, did we discuss everything that you you had in mind to talk about? Everything I could think of, you know, I was, I was thinking about those fake gurus. Just wanted to throw throw some light on that. And bro, did you? I, I wanted to mention real quick. Did you see uh, Omni Omni and the Hellcat? Did you see that picture he had posted? Where he was getting taken down by the police? Nah, I kind of that shit's fake, him. bro. That shit's fake, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still follow him, but I remember that time I was talking to, about him the last time in a, one of the. There's a couple podcasts ago, and you brought it to, you brought it to light that you know people were saying that it was fake. Yeah, you know, I didn't really, I didn't know if you were saying you know, if you were telling me it was fake or not, or because uh, you know, of course, people were saying that. But when you said that at that time, I was like, "There's a picture, really yeah." Be, he posted really... of like some cops having him on the ground in handcuffs. Yeah, I was it like, just I was, looks so fabricated. That, I, was like, I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, I was like, "Donnie, yeah." I was like, "Yeah, this shit." 
I mean, even if it ain't fake, I'm not like this is not even something I really want to pay attention to no more. Like because I don't really, I don't really give a fuck. Like like it was cool at first, but I was like, okay, then pay your taxes, nigga. Like after a few days or after a week or so, it's like all right, some that's well, all right. Who cares? But it's like, yeah, every time I get on there, it's a new video. I don't even, I haven't watched the video since, you know, since yeah. you put that, uh, that first video up talking about he was going to jail. I ain't watched none. I've watched like one since. Yeah, I watched the, you know, it's, it's cool, I guess, seeing like a um, person of color uh, have some luxurious things and not being like the spotlight. Like, okay, he's just like, so he's just like a regular dude. You know, he got all these nice-ass cars and house, hanging with celebs and shit, you know. Hanging with Uzi, making him look like a fan. And it's like, like, bro, it's like, at the end of the day, I don't care. Like, I don't want, I mean, because, like, me, I don't know how I would be if I had his, uh, his wealth, but I don't feel like I would be like that, you know. I don't think I would. I mean, I don't know how I would be. Well, you know, I would I would think I would be a little bit more low key. Yeah. I mean, really, if I had if I was worth fifty mil, I'd probably go on a vacation a month. Not like a big crazy vacation, but I'd be on a plane a month, probably, like kicking back, getting into my other investments. Yeah. But I wouldn't be on I probably wouldn't I wouldn't I probably wouldn't even make a YouTube channel, honestly. Like Honestly, you like, just—I mean—you just asking to get audited, like. Yeah, like I mean, I'm a type of person where, like, even with the podcast, like, podcast, and you know, hopefully one day, you know, kind of doing live podcast. Like, this is like kind of the most that I can see myself doing. But even at this point, I'm like, nah, I wouldn't. I don't see how people can want to have YouTube channels where, like, they have to make videos about their life. Like just about like about their life. Like, I mean, I you like, become a slave. Yeah, like I mean, I'm a like, slave I to your, your subscribers. Life. Yeah, you gotta do shit every time. Like, oh, every time you're sitting there, you gotta think like, should I record this? Like, man, fuck that. Like, right? It's like where you not? Yeah, you're not living for yourself. That's why I've watched some of these YouTubers. And these some of them they don't look happy like at all. You know, um, they don't. You look at like I was. You know, we talked about him before, like so Illuminati, He's went through a spiritual awakening this past year, and he was just talking about how he wasn't happy. Like, with, you know, he's acquired all of these followers, but it's like he's not living for him. Well, he wasn't living for him. He was living to entertain us. And I used to want to. I used to think like, man, I want to would want to be a YouTuber, but sometimes it's like, nah, bro. Cause it's like you gotta put on this fucking persona all the time in these every fucking video. It's like mm-hmm. you making money, but at the end of the day, at what cost? It's like I don't. I rather just start my own business, not online, but start an actual business and live like that. I think I'll be happier that way. Just be low key. Shit, yeah, I just be low be key. In the background. Shit, I look at my barber. I'm like. Dude, this is dope. Like, I mean, you got your own spot. You one of the few black men that I know that has a his own business. Like, right, embrace you know? that. Put it, make it go to the max. Yeah, you know, maximize your profits, expand it. But be, I want to be in a back cut though. Like, you know, kudos to anybody that want to be in the public, but I just want to be in the back. 
making that bread, making a difference. True. Well, with that being said, I think we um we covered a lot. Oh, I just wanted to add in there that I'm I'm gonna uh, go check out the new Bad Boys probably tomorrow. I've I've seen it's got some good reviews, so you know I I thought it was dope that you know it's good to see like black leads, black actors getting you know good reviews and movies and shit. So that's something I'm definitely looking forward to this weekend and finishing. Well, getting closer to finishing my album. Um, hopefully I can have it done by the end of the month and we can work on those interludes and shit. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm excited about that, the potential for that. And yeah, man, that that's it for the rest of the weekend. That's what I'm on. Yeah, I got to work tomorrow, but I'm off Sunday and I'm off tonight. So I'm just going to be chilling for the rest of the night. Knock tomorrow out and chill Sunday. So True, true. All right, well, as always, uh, to the listeners, uh, be sure to uh, like this um, this episode. If you enjoyed it, if you didn't, share it. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud at Divine Council Podcast. If you're listening on the Apple Podcast app, make sure to leave us a review, a five-star rating with the review. It helps with visibility. Also, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Podcast Divine. And um, as always, I wanted to leave the listeners with a, a quote. Uh, uh, see the one. This one is by Alexander Graham Bell. When one door closes, another opens. But we often look so long and so regretfully op- upon the closed door that we do not see the one that has opened for us. Until next time. <laughs>